This is the In Motion Ever Marvelous Malicious Events Podcast. I'm Melanie. Now let's get to it. Oh, that reminds me of the, the, the email. Yahoo! How come we don't see those commercials anymore? Huh? Well, I gotta tell you, this is, this is the journey. This is me transforming from what I kind of knew but didn't know about what I wanted to do event-wise to what I am planning currently and the direction we're going. So in uh, about a week ago... I guess two podcast episodes ago, I talked about I I'm I don't see myself as a cutesy kind of event planner. I see myself more as a outdoorsy retreat, um, fun run, rock climbing, like extreme sports and stuff because that's just more me. And I love to be involved in those more than I love to be involved in uh, planning like a a birthday party. And I don't know, it's hard to say because. I do love birthday parties. They're very fun. The decorations are always cute. I'm such a fan of like how cute they are and the work that goes into it. I'm very observant of that. However, we're going in this direction and I'm loving it. So if you haven't heard already, which I know we've mentioned in the past, and if not, I'm just going to explain it for anyone who's here today. My husband, Chris Avery, is going to run 50 miles in one day. And he assumes it'll take about 12 hours at the most, he he's a pretty consistent and fast runner. He's a very fit guy. He's been going to the gym consistently for the last several years. He uh he eats very well. I mean, compared to like the normal American diet, he eats fairly healthy. And whenever we don't, we, of course, we don't eat healthy. You know, we're not those people who are going to eat healthy pancakes. We're just going to have regular pancakes and make them very unhealthy. <laughs> but more often than not, we're very healthy eaters. Um, and let me tell you what, my husband may look like he has a runner's body. I know that there's people like me who are five, three and over 150 pounds, or I don't know what the standard is. That's not necessarily what you might call a runner's body. Um, so that's why I've had to train for the marathons I've run because I felt like it didn't just come naturally to me to have good strides in my legs. My husband, however, he is six foot and he is... He's more lean, but he also works out, so he's a little bit more broad up top, and just, he's muscular. Uh, He hates running. He hates running with a passion. He's never run consistently a day in his life. He ran his first marathon um, without any training. That is zero training. That is showing up (laughs) the day of the race. Pre, you know, prehand, we bought some socks and shoes and like non-chafing things and looked up how to keep him hydrated because he sweats a ton. So we had to get him some salt tablets and sodium so he didn't get dehydrated or, or whatever it is. And uh, <laughs> he ran that. He did an ex- extremely well job. Obviously, it was hard and he was cramping here and there, but he did very well for zero training. So, you know, that was something tough for him. And he said, I'm going to run 50 miles. Why? Because it's hard. Why? Because I don't want to do it. Why? Because I, he's, he's so strong mentally and he, I'm not going to say he's strong mentally. I'm going to say he's continuously stronger mentally because he does things like this. He takes, I don't know if any of you have done this consistently. And if you have talk to Chris, because you are elite. Uh, he takes cold showers every day. 
That's not something that's comfortable, especially in the winter time when it's already chilly and you just want to be cold. I'm sorry, you want to be warm. He takes cold showers. He also will choose to get up early some mornings and work or he'll choose to say no to things that sound better to work or to um to go to the gym when he doesn't feel like it. Like he there's maybe smaller and larger decisions. Nonetheless, he makes those decisions because they're hard and they're going to build Kind of what what David Goggins says in his past. He said, "I was callousing my mind," and he's he's doing things that are breaking through the mindset of, "Oh, I can only go to this point," and that's just a bunch of bull. <laughs> if you are thinking, "Oh, I can only do it to this point," for example, I can only run a mile. I highly doubt that. If you take another few steps, you can then run five miles. It's it's just about there's there's this mental wall that's that's almost like our what I'll call a natural man or the 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 brain oh I just hit my desk I'm so excited about this the brain wants to keep you alive wants to make sure you are in survival mode it doesn't want to cause any harm because obviously our bodies we want them to be protected so our bodies will protect themselves they'll heal themselves now this is a great and wonderful thing. I'm very grateful our bodies have it. However, it can stop us from reaching a fuller potential and it can stop us from reaching something that is almost like a nirvana. Uh, the reason Chris and I go to uh, a reservoir or the river and it's between 30 and 50 degrees and we go swimming in it is because it's really hard. However, once we're in there and once you go underwater, there's something about being so present and so blissful. Nothing else matters. At the same time, everything else that did matter has been solved in that moment. It's, it's, it is extreme and it is extremely beneficial and it is extremely the best moment of the day. And those are ones that we've anchored, that we've come back to, that we think of when we're going through something hard. We think of, you know what? This is tough right now. But I've done things that are tougher, so I'm already used to doing the tough, so it's my new normal. So anyway, a little bit of a tangent, but that is what Chris is doing. He's running 50 miles. So in preparation to this, he has, you know, you might go on Pinterest or the websites and find out what is a, a marathon training schedule for running and cross training and working out and maybe diet. Chris was like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to make my own. So he wrote out his own. I'm actually looking at it right now. And some of these days, because you might you might think, okay, so I'm I'm also a beginner. I mean, I trained for two marathons. I read a lot of blogs from what other people who are avid runners, usual everyday runners, and what they say. Um, and I, to my untrained mind, with that background you have just now, I I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to go. I suggested to Chris that most training schedules, you run four times a week, one of them being a bigger, larger run each week, and you get higher and higher in your miles. Now, what he has is he's like, no, I feel like running three times a week is good enough. I go, all right, this is your experience. This is your journey. Get it. And some of these days, he's running more than a marathon in one day. And then the next week, he's running more than a marathon. And let me tell you, he is totally going to do this. And I, I am so excited for his journey. And I, he's inspired me to run a little bit more often now too, because I used to just, I used to run, I would say all the time, but I used to like condition. I would just run, do a three mile run every other day or so. And I've had times in my life where I've 
go into running, come out of running. The last marathon, I kind of just hated running because that marathon was so terrible to me, terrible experience. So I kind of been anti-run, but it's it's really fun because we both feel amazing after we run. Uh, he still hates it no matter what, <laughs> but I think he feels good after he runs. Um, I, I wonder if he'll, he'll have a love for it, to be honest with you, because I think, uh, I actually read this the other day, looking through blogs to help him out and look up some tips to send him just so he could be aware he could choose to follow it or not. And someone said it takes four weeks to really enjoy running. (laughs) So he's about at week three or so. Anyway, he's going to do a 50 mile run. In preparation, he we have told so many people about this. We're putting it out into the world, not only to keep us accountable and keep really him accountable, but to also invite other people. So I've been with him when he has conversations with some of his clients and he goes, hey, man, I'm running a 50 mile run and it's going to be through the mountains. It's not just going to be on the asphalt straight path of a road, but it's going to be like a fun, like a beautiful, we're going to plan it out. It'll be a great 50 mile run. You want to join me? (laughs) And a hundred percent of them go, uh, (laughs) and Chris stops them in their thinking and says, listen, it's not about running 50 miles. It's about choosing your heart. He said, I believe it will be extremely hard for me to run 50 miles and I hate running. I There's no part of me that likes running. That's why I'm doing 50. But if it's hard for you to run one mile, I'd love for you to join me in one mile of the race. If it's hard for you to run 10 miles and that sounds like a very big push and almost impossible, I'd love for you to join me in 10 miles of the run. So it's kind of cool. It it reminds me of the scene in Forrest Gump when he's, uh, it's it's near the, well, I guess it's throughout the whole time he's running, but. Um, when he's, when he's just running and people come up beside him in their town, run to the next town, maybe stop. And that's just part of their journey they want to join in on. And this is something that's really neat. So because this is happening, now let me tell you my side of it. On the event planner side, I am to set up a 50 mile run. Now, (laughs) the things that I know and the things that I have looked up are such as this, So there's obviously choose a date, stick to a date. So we're thinking October 24th. Um, We'll probably just nail that down and decide that this next week in the next seven days. But the end, the last two weeks of October, uh, (laughs) we need a location. So this is something that I have actually been reaching out to. I haven't reached out quite yet, but I have found ways that I can reach out to the Iron Cowboy James, I don't know his last name, but I know he lives in Utah and I know that him and his buddies, they are very, very active. I know they have a documentary. I haven't watched it quite yet, which that's my homework this week because I want to see um, kind of that mentality and more of what it takes. So I am finding a way to reach out to them because they go biking, they go running, they go swimming, I'm sure. But I need to find out from people like them in their group maybe how they could help us find a 50 mile route. And what Chris wants, he says, I think it'll be really nice to be in the mountains. We're in Utah. So you want to, you know, take, take hold of what's here and what's beautiful. So hopefully, because I don't know all the trails, there's some trails that maybe we can go into one Canyon, go up a trail, come down, go further in the Canyon, go up, go down. So thinking of this, I have no idea how that's going to alter with 50 miles is a long time to run. I personally, and Chris might say otherwise because he loves to choose his hard. Personally, I think if there's a 50 mile run and you are constantly going up and downhill in elevation, that's going to tire out anyone joining in the run. 
and the the one runner who's running 50, which is Chris. So I, that's that's just something still to figure out. So that's that's also with that. So with that, as the event planner, I would like to go hike those. I would like to take my time, make sure that the trails are clear. And and this can be this doesn't this. I feel like I could do this in the next few months because 50 miles, I don't know if I want to hike that on one day or run part of that, but I need to find out, are these trails visible? Are they clear about where they're going? If there's a fork, is it clear? These also the day before or the week before or something, I got to figure that out with volunteers is to mark that. So I'm not going to be in the middle of the woods the whole time saying, turn here, you're doing a great job, go here. Some of the volunteers will, but I can't be there to make sure they know where to go if it's if it's a fishy look. So I need to go through the whole 50 miles and maybe mark that off. Um, with okay, I've mentioned volunteers, so I need to find a ton of volunteers. A ton as in my thought is every three miles I'd like to have a porta potty because I understand when you're running sometimes when you got to go it's 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 an extreme case so I'm thinking that's about 17 maybe 20 total if I want some at the start or finish line um, for any spectators or anything but I also don't know if I really need all that because if it's mainly just Chris running all of this I don't I hate to say this but like give him a tiny little toiletry case and he can get a shovel and some toilet paper and go out in the woods. And that's, that's honestly probably what he might prefer except for a few actual uh, toilets or porta potties along the way. So I'll need volunteers maybe at those stations. I'll definitely need water along the way because his pack is only going to last for so long. Cause he, like I said before, he sweats a ton and it can lead him to feeling lightheaded. So we want to make sure we have sodium, we have electrolytes, we have, uh, gels and nun tablets, something like that that can keep the refuel going. Now, material wise, he doesn't know this, nor does he listen to this podcast. So I'll tell you all, uh, I'd like to make him a personalized medal because I know that he's going to do the 50. If anyone else I find out or is going to join us on this journey is going to run the 50 miles, I'm making a medal for them too because that is extremely crazy awesome because you got to think about it. This isn't one of those, at least right now, and I don't think it will be this time around, but one of those huge races like the St. George Marathon, hundreds, I would say, you know, obviously thousands, thousands of people join that. So it's a huge event. There's lots of people around you. There's lots of spectators just in their backyards next to the highway cheering you on along the way. But this 50 mile run is pretty much a solo run, unless you're keeping up with Chris wherever he is and following him the whole time, which... I don't know if that's even preferred because that's that's kind of a journey that one wants to take a little bit on their own. Like you can be next to each other but not talk the whole time. Um, but this this it's going to be a mental uh, stretch. It's going to be really neat. So for whoever does finish that or maybe whatever their heart is, that deserves a medal because that deserves some kind of recognition of like, hey, what's awesome is you got out here, you chose your heart, whether that was one mile, 10 miles, all 50 miles, it doesn't matter, 5k, you deserve something, because that's, I, we just find so much value in that, and that's why we're in business, and uh, <laughs> another thing I thought of is, you know, I want to know where Chris is at all times, if there's anything that were to happen, God forbid it does, but I don't, I, if anything were to happen, I need a GPS on my husband, 
<laughs> which is probably something some wives might like on their husbands. But um, <laughs> I I want to know where he is, especially where if he's in the canyons, I can't just call him on his phone, which I'm sure he'll be listening to audio. So I can't really necessarily call him. I'd like to know where he is just so we can also uh, make sure the stations are ready. We'll walkie talkie the stations. We'll um, I'll drive up there kind of back and forth if I need to, if I want to. So those are some just basic things that I've thought of. Oh, and then on a, in addition, I don't think we need licenses with policemen or, or with the state or anything because this isn't, like I said, one of those huge marathons that's going to take away the road for anything or, or whatever. If we want to, I might call the police. I might call um, the medics or ambulances in the area and just say, hey, this is what's going on. I just want you to be aware if you get a call, this is, it's like a legitimate call if someone's on the road or if something were to happen, this is the place that we're going to be. So I feel comfortable doing that. I'll do that just as a, like a extreme backup. I hope we don't have to use that, but I'd rather be safe than sorry, especially in the middle of the woods or Canyon. So this reminds me of, uh, there's a, there's a woman back home and I, I won't say her name cause I don't think she listens to this, but I just want to give her some anonymous ability. <laughs> uh, she is, you know, you, you see her anytime. She could probably just be like, hey, what's up? And then drop and do 20 push-ups. She is, she's so, is it agile? I don't know if that's the right word. But she is so active and she has lots of energy, almost to a point where when she talks to you, she's like, hey, hey, how's it going? And hey, uh, hey. And she's just, she's so excited. She's so, she's so awesome in that way. So she lives in Arizona and um, I don't know. I haven't ever looked into it actually, but she has done a mountain to mountain to mountain, uh, hiking day. So I think the, the challenge is you hike up like North mountain, South mountain, Camelback mountain, Iron Man mountain or whatever it is, but you hike all of the really tough mountains in one day. And she is like, she is so awesome that she did that. I'm sure other people that she knows have done that too, but that this is something that kind of reminds me of that journey. It probably wasn't as organized as like I keep bringing up a very like the Boston Marathon, St. George Marathon, like those big things. Uh, so she probably had to have her own camel pack and her own things in her car when she was back at the at her car at the bottom of the mountain. So that this that's kind of what this reminds me of. Like it's really cool, very extreme, all in one day, and. Uh, it's kind of a self-help, choose your heart, 50 mile run. So this is where I'm at. And I, I need to put it out there because I, it, this is completely new and I'm a little, not a little, I'm very excited to start finding volunteers, setting it up, finding locations, talking with people, figuring out how we can make this better. Um, I'm going to whether, like I said, whether Chris wants to follow or listen to it or not, I'm going to send him blogs of, hey, here's some things your body might be going through as you're running like marathons every Saturday plus some. Um, so here's some things to be aware of. You might be hungry more often. So in my preparation as a wife too, I need to make sure there's enough fuel at home and things that I can help him pack his bag and I can meet him somewhere and and basically be like a water station or a refuel station along the way. So this is not just a one person thing. I'm very grateful that I can be along him with this and I can be in the car and I can bring him whatever he needs. Now with that, when I say fuel and food at home, if you have heard of the Bulletproof Diet, 
this is what Chris usually follows and what he has followed, what he loves the most. It keeps him full. It keeps him happy. It's, it's eating the certain things at the right time of day because biochemically, I think that's the right word, but in, in our cells and blood, it's better to have, uh, like for example, starches and berries and the better fruit for you at the end of the night, because when we're sleeping, that's when it metabolizes best. So there's kind of a science behind it. So uh, you might think, huh, Melanie, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> when when runners run, they usually eat lots of carbs. Now listen to me, I get that. However, Chris does not want to do that because he has read, and I need to do more research, that those who are on the Bulletproof diet or have a higher fat caloric intake or just a fat intake like the good fats, um, they pro- their bodies process it different and maybe better. So I don't know much about that because when I trained for my two marathons, I sure as heck ate a lot of rice, a lot of white rice and lots of like simple proteins. I didn't eat anything spicy. Like I followed it to a T. Listen here, I was so good at it. And uh, this is very different. So it's something still to research. Um, I, I just think it's gonna it's gonna be tough. And I wanna be 100% transparent because... If I say, oh, everything's perfect, we're figuring it all out wonderfully, that's that's a dirty lie. So thanks for joining me. This is the first of many, I'm sure, that I will bring up at least the 50-mile run that's happening in the last two weeks of October sometime. The date will be announced here maybe in the next few weeks or so on our journey podcast on the Sundays. Um <laughs> So here we go. And and let me just, that's also a shout out. If anyone who is listening has any kind of advice, if they have any kind of uh, trails that they know in Utah, if they would like to join, we are so open to anyone joining. Why? Once again, because we love when people choose their heart. We love seeing that moment of a breakthrough. We love that so much and we're going to help train and prepare your mind and this is something that we do this is something that Chris excels at if I could say he has mastered anything and continuously is mastering it is helping others to choose their heart and helping others to have their breakthrough so that they become the beast or the warrior that they have inside them very excited thanks so much for listening (laughs) 